The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I am coming to you in a little while. The world will no longer see me but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. To love Jesus means observing his commandments. To love Jesus means to observe his commandments. There's a touching story of what Christians are supposed to be like. It was a number of years ago when a group of salesmen went to a regional sales convention in Chicago. And they assured their wives that they were going to be home for Friday night's dinner. Well, in their rush through the airport, one of these salesmen inadvertently kicked over a table with a display of apples. Apples flew everywhere. Without stopping and looking back, they reached the plane just in time, all but one. He told the others to go on without him and return to where the apples were all over the floor. He was glad that he did that. The 16-year-old girl who was the apple seller was totally blind. She was softly crying, tears running down her cheeks as she reached and tried to find her spilled produce. The crowd swirling about her, rushing off to their flights. The salesman knelt on the floor with her, gathered the apples, put them back on the table, 
and helped reorganize the display. He set aside the bruised and battered apples in a separate basket. When he had finished, he pulled out of his wallet and said to the girl, here, please take this $40 for the damage we did. Are you okay? She nodded through her tears. He continued, I hope we didn't spoil your day too badly. As the salesman started to walk away, this bewildered, blind young girl called out to him, Mr. He paused, he turned, and he looked back at her. She continued, are you Jesus? Are you Jesus? He could not get that question out of his head for days. It was a simple, small-scale event. Yet it made him see clearly what following Jesus was all about. Amen? Now, love one another as I have loved you. In other words, to be a Christian, to be a disciple of Jesus, is to be another Christ. To be a disciple of Jesus, a Christian, is to be another Christ. In other words, another Jesus. During these Sundays of the Easter season, the church takes us back to the Last Supper in that upper room, and it allows us to dig, deep, dig deeper into its meaning. Throughout his Last Supper discourse, his, his conversation with his apostles, Jesus' constant refrain is, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. And that commandment is to love one another as I have loved you. The commandment of Christian charity. These are his parting words to his closest of friends, his closest of disciples. The last flow of love from his sacred heart before it is broken and pierced. They are unique words. We need to hear them, not just with our ears, but right here. Hear them in the depth of our heart and let them sink in deep and embed themselves. Jesus knows that the 12 apostles are ordinary fallen human beings. He knows they're weak. He knows they're ignorant, stubborn, and headstrong. And yet, he also knows that he truly, they truly love him. He knows they want to be his disciples. They want to be his close friends. And they're just like 
you and I, each one of us. They're flawed, yet they're committed. He earnestly desires to teach them how to live out the commandment to him. So he gives them this new commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. This is the mark. This is the distinguishing mark of a Christian, a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. It's not pretty words, fancy rituals, and complicated prayers. It is following the example of Jesus who gave his life for us on the cross. To give our lives what it's going to mean is for each one of us, and I include me, leaving our comfort zones. Leaving our comfort zones to help our neighbor, whether we know them or not, and to build a better world. We need a better world, amen? amen? We need to be truthful, responsible, honest, pure, and faithful. Even when it feels like we're being crucified. That's how we follow Jesus. Through the joys and the pains, the successes and the failures. This is the path to loving him and living the gift of life to the full. It was the path he taught to his closest friends, the apostles the path that he leads us, and the path he blazed before us. And he showed that by his passion, his death, and his resurrection. When we look at our lives to see how we've been living out this great commandment, the one Jesus cares about most, what do we see? Well, at first glance, we're doing pretty well. Amen? Oh, not so convinced. In general, we are kind, polite, friendly people. Amen? Better. Okay. Now, we certainly wouldn't have ignored that young blind girl if we were running through the airport and knocked over the apples. Or so we would like to think. Niceness in our societies is one of our society's most outstanding achievements. And it is an achievement being civil, considerate, kind, and polite is one of the most effective ways of loving 
one another. Jesus did the same. Yet how deep does it go? How deep does that go in our hearts? Yet a second glance shows plenty of room for improvement, especially in our words. Our society loves to talk about other persons failing. When somebody screws up, it's on the front page. And we love every minute of it because it goes, oh, uh, I'm glad it's not me. Amen? Oh, so we do as a society, we like when people mess up. Our news and entertainment industries are built on scandal and detraction. But is that loving one another as Jesus has loved us? Jesus was merciful and is merciful and compassionate, more eager to forgive and cover up people's faults and weaknesses than to broadcast them. When we gloat over other people's failings, we do the opposite of what Jesus is asking. Jesus thinks well of us. Jesus think, speaks well of us. Seeing the good we can do and the saints we can become. Amen? Amen. He keeps the sins and failings in the confessional. That's where they remain. He never spreads them around. And we certainly cannot spread them around. We can't always control our spontaneous thoughts. Our fallen, selfish nature, our flawed nature, will only fixate on the speck in our neighbor's eye when we still have that log in our own eye. Yet we can always control what we say about others. This week, let's show Jesus our great love for him by speaking well of one another, of lifting one another up, finding the good in each other. Just as Jesus spoke well of his enemies on the cross, when he prayed and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. If we try to love him this way, Jesus will help us. And if we persevere, he will, as he promised, reward us. He will reward us with everlasting life. Amen? Amen.